With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Monday, the day before we take on Real Madrid in the Champions League. Liverpool beat Newcastle at the weekend, but it was anything but impressive. We raced out to a 2-0 lead, goals from Darwin and Cody Gakpo, put us two up after 17 minutes. Nick Pope was sent off after 22 minutes. And you would have been excused for thinking this will be fairly comfortable from here on. But for the remaining 70 minutes, we were pretty much outplayed by 10-man Newcastle. We did have chances, but they had they also had big, big chances in that game. Um, Alisson made two world-class saves in one-on-one situations, one from Almiron, one from Wilson. Isak missed a massive chance. And Dan Byrne hit the crossbar. Now, Diogo Jota fluffed two good chances for us, and there were others. But still, uh, 2-0 didn't really reflect the game. They could have been one up before we realised the game was going on. And then they could have easily scored two, potentially three, when they went down to 10 men. Uh, That is a concern, but the win is the win, and that's what was important, coming away with the three points were the only team to score double figures, sorry, to score two goals on Newcastle this season while holding them without a goal. We've scored four against them this season. Nobody else has managed that many. Uh, Only three games this season, which they've conceded uh, more than one goal. Two of them have come against us. The other was against City. So it was nice. And they've only lost the two games this season, and both of them are to us. So to win the game was impressive and important, but the performance left a lot to be desired. I think people got quite carried away with the Everton performance, which, if we're being honest, was a 7 out of 10 at best. And Everton are a dreadful team, so it made it a lot easier for us. This is going to be a much bigger test. Real is going to be a much, much bigger test. They've got much better players They've got a much better manager than either of the teams we've just played, as good as Dyche and Eddie Howe might be. Carlo was one of the all-time greats, and Carlo traditionally has done quite well against Jürgen. So we will get to see those two line up against each other once again. There's great respect between the pair, and we'll see how they shape up. You wouldn't expect 
many changes from us, largely because we don't have changes to make. So I'm expecting the same back four, probably the same midfield and Darwin dependent, the same front three. Um, myself and Carl have just recorded Scouted, so you can give that a listen when you get a chance. It should be up today, will be up today. Um, in other Liverpool news, uh, Jordan Henderson is appearing on the High Performance Podcast with Jake Humphreys. A um, little bit disappointed that our club captain is going on a podcast with a gentleman who said the things that Jake Humphreys said in the wake of what happened in Paris and is yet to apologize for what he said. That's a little bit disappointing, but maybe you're, maybe Jordan takes him to task over on the podcast. I certainly won't listen to anything that has Jake Humphreys on it. So, you know, let me know if he says a word about it. Um, in other news, um, David Ornstein has reported that Liverpool are looking at Marcus Croce as a potential candidate to fill the sporting director role at the club. He is currently the sporting director of Eintracht Frankfurt. Now, he has done a pretty good job there since taking over in April 2021. Before that, he was the sporting director at RB Leipzig for just under two years. Um There's an interesting article written by Rory Smith, which I have just tweeted out if you want to go and read it. And it points to Crush being fairly heavily data-driven. But what I will say is it's a very small sample size in terms of the players that he has signed. And it's quite a hit-and-miss type of record in terms of the players that he has signed. So... When he took over, they were already working on deals for Nkunku and Adamola Luckman. So I don't know that he had anything to do with either of them. Danny Olmo was definitely his first permanent signing, uh, bringing him in from Dinamo Zagreb for $20 million, which was a hefty fee in January 2020. He also was responsible for the Patrick Schick deal. That one didn't work out all that well. And he was responsible for bringing Angelino to the club. And again, that one didn't work out particularly well. But the Danny Alma one has gone largely quite well. Um, the one season where he was making the decisions, they signed Josip Martinez, a young Spanish goalkeeper who's yet to make any kind of impact there. Uh, Wang He Chan, they brought from Red Bull Salzburg and that didn't really work out. And he was loaned to Wolves and then moved to Wolves in a permanent deal. Did sign Benjamin Henricks. That one's gone pretty well. They signed him on loan initially and then made it permanent. Uh, Lazar Samarzic brought in from Hertha for a million quid and sold a year later to Udinese for a slight profit. Alexander Sorlot, that one's been a, a bit of a mess. That one didn't work out at all. And that was a big money signing. That was 20 million. One that did work out brilliantly was Jasko Gvardiol, who they're going to make probably in the region of about 80 million profit on. Uh, they, he signed Justin Clivert on loan. It didn't work out. And he signed Dominic Saboslai. Now, how much credit you can give him on that one, I don't know, because he was already in the Red Bull 
network. But clearly it's worked out and he's a an exceptional player. Uh, since moving to Eintracht, it's again been a little bit hit and miss. There's been some really good signings, including the appointment of Oliver Glasner as manager in what was his first kind of major act. Um, in terms of players signed, he signed Jesper Lindstrom. He was a player that Leipzig were going to sign and he got that deal done. He also signed Rafael Santos Bore uh, from River Plate in quite what was a, quite a complicated free transfer, but there was a lot of individuals involved. Um, Jens Peter Hogge was brought in on loan and he brought Sam Lammers in on loan. Uh, it didn't really work. And as Ansgar Knopf on loan from Dortmund, and that one has worked really, really well. <clears throat> he sold well that summer, though. He got $23 million for Andre Silva, uh, which was big and helped them fund their incomings. Uh, moving on then to this past summer, and again, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Lucas Alario, I mean... It just hasn't worked. It, it didn't really work out at Leverkusen. It's never really worked for him in Europe. He's been okay. He was okay for Leverkusen. He's been pretty poor for Eintracht in truth. Uh, Mario Gotze, he had a little bit of a resurgence at, at PSV. Uh, it hasn't really worked out. He hasn't been particularly good for Eintracht. Um, made the Jens Petter Hogge deal permanent in the summer and loaned him out in January, which kind of tells you your, its own story. Uh, Christian Jakic, though, I, I do like that one. Signed from Dinamo Zagreb, um, having brought him in on loan the previous season. I think he's done done very, very well. Randall Cole Muani on a free, that was a tremendous piece of, of business, and they'll make huge profit when they sell him. There's already talk of 60, 70 million. I think that's way over what he's worth, but even if they get 40 to 50, that's a that's a good signing. Uh, Luca Pellegrini on loan. I like that one. Paxton Aronson. I think that's a really good get. For 4 million, a really, really good get. And what he's done is he's done this at Eintracht largely while balancing the books through decent sales. So overall, overall, I think he's done okay. Now, at Eintracht, they went on last season and won the Europa League. And the biggest factor in that was Oliver Glasner. So I, I do think you have to give credit where it's due. Now, he Glasner had done an outstanding job at Wolfsburg. So it wasn't like he was an unknown quantity. He'd done really well with Lask in Austria for a couple of years. He was tremendous for Wolfsburg got them into the Champions League and then decided to to switch and go to Eintracht and work with Croce. So you give him huge credit for getting that deal done. Um, but yeah, in terms of recruitment, very much a mixed bag and nothing really to hang your hat on other than the Gvardiol signing. And that alone, to be fair, might be enough. That might be enough to warrant huge praise. But again, it's not like he was an unknown quantity. And when you're working at Leipzig, you do have a substantial tracking department 
behind you. Like you're able to dedicate a scout to one player if that's what's needed. They will hire scouts specifically for a player if needed because they believe that their approach is next level and they trust in in their people to make these decisions. So I don't know. It, it just it's a it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag is all I can say. If he comes in, great. Hopefully he does really well. Um if not, who knows? There is a piece on This Is Anfield um, about this, and it's re- relating to Ornstein's piece um, with, with Croatia's one, um, one person named, and the other one named is Paul Mitchell. Now, Ornstein says Mitchell looks like he's going to stay at Monaco, having announced last month that he was going to leave in the summer. That might mean that Mitchell has to stay an extra year as part of some contract issue because Monica won't let him out of his deal. It might mean that he's going to stay permanently on a new deal. Who knows? Who knows what will happen there? We'll have to wait and see. Also on This Is Anfield, top four door open. Liverpool now need to walk through it. It's not open, but it's certainly ajar, is is how I would look at it. Three positives and three areas for improvement uh, from the Newcastle win. I'd say there's more than three areas for improvement. Proper momentum, Alisson the Great and Liverpool 11 versus Real Madrid. Real Madrid confirm a 23-man squad versus Liverpool as key duo miss out. Uh, Tony Cruz will miss out. He is unwell. Um, and Aurelian Chouameni is injured. So those are two those are two big blows for them. Now, they haven't been playing of late, so they're not surprises to them. Uh, Ferlin Mendy is also out, but uh, Alaba is a significantly better left back anyway. So you wouldn't worry too much. Um if you do that, they will score. Rafa Benitez tells Liverpool how to defend Real Madrid. That's interesting. Liverpool leading Mason Mount race, Mason Mount race rather, with two other players linked. Who were the other two players? Uh, Mike McGrath says some at Stamford Bridge are resigned to Mount leaving. Nazar Kinsler, who's a bit of a spoofer, uh, says Liverpool are leading the race. Would be very nice. I, I. I very much like Mason Mount. I think he's a really good player. Um, I'd be very much in favour of us landing him. Uh, Jacob Steinberg in The Guardian has also reported interest, as has David Lynch. So it's definitely a case that Mason Mount is someone we are tracking. Uh, Lucas Sukic of Red Bull Salzburg is being linked by Jack Talbot. And according to one of the great spoofers, Wayne Vesey, uh, Kevin Mantilla is someone we're looking at. Um, he is a young centre-back, very, very highly regarded, plays for Santa Fe in his homeland. I don't know if he would qualify for a work permit. I would have doubts that he would. 
I would have doubts that he would qualify. But he might sneak in because he's played for Columbia's under-20 team. He might just accumulate uh, enough points, but he hasn't played any Copa Libertadores with Santa Fe. So I I don't know. It it can be quite tricky there. Um, But look, Wayne Vesey is a spoofer, so you wouldn't take anything he has to say uh, with anything other than a bucket load of salt. But it is pretty clear we're looking for a left-footed centre-back this summer, which is interesting. On Liverpool.com, whole bunch of my website just disappeared. There we go. Uh, Liverpool $176 million three oh hold Jurgen Klopp key to getting the better of Real Madrid starman. Okay. Diogo Jota can help Liverpool unlock hidden formula. Um, Diogo Jota doesn't look like he can do much vending at the moment. Just, just hasn't looked in any way ready to play in recent games. Liverpool should continue Jurgen Klopp transfer trend with 19 million talent that Cody Gakpo knows well. That is, that is Xavi Simmons, um, Simons, who's a really talented player. But I don't know. I, I no more small midfielders. No more diminutive, inventive midfielders that just go and get big, strong lads that can run loads. Liverpool wants 21 million next Luka Modric. I hate these comparisons. Luka Sukic is nothing like Luka Modric. Nothing like him at all. Uh, Other than the fact that he's Croatian. That's literally where the comparisons stop. Liverpool top four hopes rest on five players as best playmaker in Champions League boost. Liverpool transfer news as Nicola Barella emerges an exciting 21 million talent targeted. This, I assume, is the Media Digest piece. Uh, So let's have a look. I I just can't imagine that there's any circumstance under which Real Madrid, or Real Madrid, Inter Milan, will allow Nicolo Barella to leave. Like, he's very much a Klopp midfielder. Very, very much a Klopp midfielder. But I just don't see them allowing him to leave. He's so important to them. He's their best player by a considerable margin. Um, so I just don't see them allowing him to leave. But, you know, when, when you see something that says Nicola Barella would solve Red's midfield issues, not on his own, he wouldn't, and asking any player to do that would be immensely foolish. Giorgio Scalvani apparently is the young talent He's very, very good. He's very, very good. And he's only like 19, 20. He would be a really good player to bring in to mold as Virgil's successor. I'd be very much in favor of him. Uh, It also mentions uh, Sukic in this piece as well. Um, Yeah, so that's what they have on Liverpool.com. There's other bits and pieces as well. Uh, but you can read them for yourselves. And on anfieldindex.com, we have a few new pieces. Uh, Stefan Basetic and the eventual Ginny replacement. That one was written by Stephen Smith. Uh, Ownership latest FOMO time, written by David Davis. 
and Lessons Learnt Against Newcastle, also written by David Davis. So check that out. Podcast-wise, there is the Raw from Newcastle. There's a Nina Kowser show from Newcastle. And myself and Mo did a Money Talks on Saturday, which we should have out today. And there is the Scouted we recorded this morning, which will be out today. So there's, yeah, plenty there, plenty of me. (laughs) You're welcome. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.